What does the average week look like for you? Sure, it may start with church on a Sunday morning, but by Monday, can any of us remember what the sermon was about? We spend so much of our time on just making it through the week, commuting our kids to and from school, finding time to spend with our family, trying to figure out all of our work obligations. But most of what we do related to our faith is crammed into about 80 minutes on a Sunday. Did you know that in a week there are 10,080 minutes? If we're spending only 80 of those focusing on our faith, what are we doing with the other 10,000? That's what this podcast is all about. everybody and welcome back to the 10,000 podcast where we want to bring God into your 10,000 minutes each and every week. We want to thank you so much for listening and if you haven't make sure to click that subscribe button so you're getting our podcasts whenever they fall into your feed. Uh, We're trying to do them more frequently now so hopefully there'll be some more podcasts coming down the pipeline. Um, If you've never left of us a a review we would love to have that so that more people can find this podcast. Um, A lot of people maybe are listening new for the first time after our last episode talking about um, the war in Ukraine and Russia Mm. and Putin. So if that's you thank you so much for listening. We hope that that podcast was helpful and gave you some good um, framework to think about these very important topics. And today we're diving into another important topic but before we get too far ahead of ourselves, let, let me introduce ourselves. My name is Sawyer Trapp. I'm the associate pastor at Arise Church Denver, and I'm here with our lead pastor, Matt Wolf. Hey, everybody. Glad you're joining us. And if you're a new listener, welcome. We actually are going to um, talk about Ukraine in the next episode again. Yes. Um, that is going to be important, but we have one kind of bridging the gap between this one because we did get a great follow-up question from last mm-hmm podcast episode that we did. So if you miss that, you can go back and listen to it. So we're, we're going to address that question. <laughs> Listeners, we love your questions. Yeah, and you can, you can send them in to, to me, mwolf at arisedenver.com or to Sawyer S. Trap at arisedenver.com. We'd love to get to those. Absolutely. But this one is a question that I'm kind of summarizing. Mm-hmm. Um, we are, it's, I've gotten it from a lot of different angles from people in a lot of different situations in life. And so we're going to kind of, I'm going to summarize a a general question that people have. And then we're also going to look at a passage from Luke Mm -hmm. that is in the section that we're covering in our current series, In Our Place, which we've had three messages in that series so far. You can find those at arisedenver.com slash media, audio, video, and transcript. Um, But we are going to kind of get get into that passage too, because I believe it. I don't know if answer is the right <laughs> word for that question, but it gives a really good biblical perspective of how Jesus teaches us mm-hmm. to follow him. And so here's the question. Here's the question. You ready? All right. Hit me. You ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> the question is, when we um, are, are following Jesus in faith, like mm-hmm. sometimes we feel yeah. like God is leading us to something big, do we need to go all in 100% burn the ships, burn the plows, okay, a historical and a biblical reference right there. Do we give up everything and just go after the thing without a plan, basically, without preparation and just go after that because God will provide? Mm. Or do we need to plan, prepare, um, budget, make sure we have all our ducks in a row before we step out? Right. Because a lot of people are like, well, faith means the first thing. Faith is risk, right? So we've got to go out and do bold, crazy things Put it all on your credit card, whatever it takes. Um, God will provide along the way mm-hmm. or planning. So, so some people think, oh, my gosh, the only thing that's this biblical and faith-filled is to step out completely, basically on an invisible 
walkway, you know, like the end of the Last Crusade. You know, <laughs> yeah, remember that? Exactly. Indiana the, Jones. The step, really st- the step of faith. Is it completely that step of faith? And are people that plan unfaithful? Mm. So that's, I, I know I put a lot of different angles on that, but that's <laughs> the question that we have today. Yeah. So what is true faith? Is mm. it blindly following after yep. God or is it following after God, but making a plan? Yeah. Exactly. It's a good question. I've gotten that question too. And maybe not quite so much like in a general sense, but I think you're summarizing it well. It's like yeah. somebody will come in and ask us in a very specific sense. Like I've gotten it with like um, a couple of my students. I'm our youth youth pastor. And so yep. like, hey, I really feel like God is calling me to go to this school or major in this um, major or maybe in this career. Like, And it'll be like, okay, should I just do it? Or, mm-hmm. you know, should I try and get a scholarship? Should I set up a, set up my loans, make sure I have housing? Or right. is God just going to provide? Yeah. So I've gotten that question in that context. Yeah, sure. and, and that's exactly Yeah, there's a lot of particulars yeah. that I think both you and I have gotten this question yeah. on and you and I have thought on mm-hmm. on our own. Yeah. So what's the answer, Sawyer? So what's the answer? Well, before we jump into the answer, I think we should jump into the specific passage that we're talking about, which, like you said, maybe doesn't give the answer specifically, but gives us good framework to think about it. Yeah. And so the section that we're, we're talking about is kind of Jesus's last days, his last week, and um, towards the end of the book of Luke. And this is right after um, Jesus is meeting with his disciples for the Last Supper. He's just to- told uh, Simon Peter that he's going to um, deny him three times. And then in Luke 22, starting in verse 5, Jesus says this. He says, Then Jesus asked them, When I sent you with, without purse, Bag or sandals, did you lack anything? And they answer, nothing. So he says to them, but now if you have a purse, take it, and also a bag. And if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. For it is written, and he was numbered with his transgressors. And I tell you that this must be fulfilled in me. Yes, what is written about me is reaching its fulfillment. And so the disciples said, see, Lord, here are two swords. And he says, that's enough. Okay. So this passage, I I did want to cover it because I'm not covering it on Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. And we are actually in the process of preaching through the entire Gospel of Luke. Yeah. Um, And in case you're wondering, we are already up at message 63. We've had 63 sermons on the Gospel (laughs) of Luke. Not just me, although I've probably done the bulk of them, but you've preached several. A couple, yeah. You know, Robin Holland preached one. You know, we've had a whole bunch, and you can find that on our website even. You can find... Or on YouTube, you can find all 69 messages. It's in 12 different series now. Yeah, and I think we have two more, so it'll be like... We'll have 13 series total, and right now the plan is to have 69 messages total. Gosh, okay. So we're close. We're very near the end. But this passage, I I was like, this is good. I could preach a whole whole message on it, but I thought we could cover it here. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the reasons why we're covering it, but it's also that bigger question. And I, when I read it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so interesting. Because mm-hmm. when Jesus first sends out the 12 disciples, what does he do? And he, he references it when he's talking to his disciples here in the last, the last conversation or one of the last conversations he's having with his disciples. Yeah, he sends them out and he tells them to bring nothing. Yeah, okay. Go out, <laughs> preach uh, to all these different cities, mm-hmm. bring nothing with you. Yeah. Like, could you imagine that as your, your first ministry assignment, Sawyer? Gosh. Yeah, so I'm coming to my first church, yeah. moving across the country, yep. heading out, and God's like, no, don't bring anything. Don't bring anything. 
no, don't bring an extra set of clothes. Like he even says that. Don't nope. bring a second cloak. Like just bring the clothes on your back mm-hmm. and the walking stick in your hand. Don't bring extra food. Don't bring extra money. Just go. And one of the things is like he's like, look for the pe- person of peace because you may go to a town and, and you talk to someone and they reject you. They think you're crazy like a, a loon and a nutball. Um, but then somebody else you'll talk to and they're curious and they invite you into their home and you can stay with mm-hmm. them. And, you know. And so that's like pretty crazy faith. Absolutely, yeah. And Jesus was really putting these 12 disciples to the test here. Mm-hmm. He was setting a huge bar to see if they could do it. Yeah. And they did it and God provided. Like, yeah, absolutely. They Time had to... meals. They had yeah. people welcome in. People came to faith in Jesus. They performed miracles. And they came back after that really jazzed. Yeah, they were on fire. They were yeah. on fire. They're like, whoa, we went out there bold in faith. We burned the plows. We <laughs> didn't look back. We said, our former life is gone. We're bringing nothing with us, and God is going to provide. So people look at that story, and if you stop just at that story and you don't look at the one we're looking at today, <laughs> you think, well, I guess that's what faith that, is. Yeah, that seems like the answer, right, if that's where you stop. And yeah. don't we have a lot of heroes that do stuff like this? Oh, yeah, Absolutely. You know, I, I think of Rick Warren, mm-hmm. and Rick Warren is, of course, America's pastor now, you know, incredible <laughs> yeah. guy. And when he went and planted Saddleback Church, um, he had actually done a lot of research ahead of time. If you listen to him, he's a brilliant guy yeah. and, like, reads a book oh, a yeah. day and did a ton. He was, like, the first guy to do demographic research. He picked their neighborhood because it was primed to be the fastest-growing zip code. Yeah, in that's the why they ended up there That's the why he place. went there. Yeah. So he planned, but he showed up with, like, nothing knowing no one, and he put his entire budget on their credit cards. Like you hear the story and you're like, whoa, that's amazing. No wonder why Saddleback is now one of the greatest churches in the Mm -hmm. world because he was willing to step out in faith like that. So there are definitely heroes that have done that, right? Do you have any heroes that have done that, Sawyer? Maybe like a, from a totally different context, but the one that came to my mind was Mother Teresa. Going to Calcutta and giving all that she had. She she did come with some stuff, but... Literally giving all that she had, taking the worst pair of shoes for herself, maybe not even having shoes to yeah. give and give and give and give and give. Yep. I mean, I mean, it's incredible when you hear – there's yeah. some in, incredible men and women of faith who just step out there and say God will provide. Yeah. God will provide the funds. He'll provide the food. He'll provide everything. Mm-hmm. And they have zero dollars in their bank account and yet somehow God keeps providing. Yeah. And that's what Jesus told the disciples to do. So that's what we all must do, right? I think so. Okay. I think – and I think maybe that's a bold answer. And I, I yeah. think, let me unpack it a little bit. I think you mentioned it a little bit is like, why did Jesus send them out in that way in that context? Okay. To test their faith mm-hmm. and to show their need and dependency on God. Okay. That God would provide, that God would give them a place to say food to eat. And I'm not saying specifically for your situation that you're thinking of in your head that we're discussing this right now. God may be calling you to have that, to have specifically those things. Yeah. But I do think God is calling all of us, independent of situation, to have that level of faith or to build to that level of faith or, you know, through the power of the Holy Spirit, come into that level of faith, that extreme dependency on God that says no matter what happens in good times and bad, I feel like it's, it's a thing that came to my head is like marriage vow. It's richer and poor and sickness and in health that no matter what happens, that God is with us and that God will provide. Okay. So. Yeah. That's a faith approach and a mindset approach. Mm-hmm. It may not specifically translate to the situation that the disciples were in 
or the situation that Rick Warren was in. Or but, the situation but it's biblical, that- Sawyer. Like, uh, so if somebody is like calling ahead and making sure there's room for them at the end, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Or, or, or like, let's think about our mission trips, for example. Mm-hmm. We send mission trips every summer to yeah. Mexico and to Estonia. If we were just like, well, God's going to provide. Let's buy the plane tickets and show up mm-hmm. and do what God calls us to do. Should we do that? We don't, do we? We don't. What do we do? We plan. We plan. We they call have ahead. We meeting got... starting next week. If you're listening to this part of our church, just a quick plug. Yeah. We're just meeting April 10th. But no, we, we plan. We, we work train. with existing ministry partners. Yeah, we find a place like, uh, you know, we don't, you and I don't do it. But Jimmy Smith, who's an incredible yeah. coordinator for this ministry, he knows where all the people on their team are going to sleep that night, the f- meals they're going to mm-hmm. eat, who's going to be with them, who's going to pick How them up from the airport. Around, yeah. All that stuff is, is planned ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so is that unbiblical? No. And I think if we were to stop before this passage and other passages— mm-hmm. Then it might be, but there are passages like this yeah. that seem to also suggest a different way. Sure. And so diving into that, I, Jesus says, hey, when I sent you out before, you were to bring nothing. And yep. did you lack anything? And they say no. Yeah. And so it's not that they're, um, that God didn't provide, right? It's not that right. God has stopped providing. Correct. But he says, you now, you know, some things are going to be different. Yes. In this specific instance, Jesus is talking about... Now that he is going to be uh, crucified on the cross, they're going to face circumstances even more crazy than leaving your city and going out and going on this mission trip without anything. Yeah. They're going to be uh, persecuted. They're going to be attacked. They're going to be questioned. They're going to be, as we see in the book of Acts, thrown into prison. Yep. Um, some of them are going to die for their faith. And all that is about to change now that Jesus is about to um, undergo what is being fulfilled, he's talking about. And so he's saying, you know, there's going to be situations now where you need to be prepared. Sure. Where you need to have a, you know, a purse, a bag, a cloak, a sword even, two swords. Yeah. Yeah. So that that first scenario was one, he said, okay, just go, leave everything behind, I'll provide Mm -hmm. at each step. And here he's saying, okay, actually, prepare. Yeah. Get this stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's really good for us to see mm-hmm. that these are both biblical ways of doing things. Yeah. Faith does not mean a lack of preparation. Mm-hmm. Faith does not mean um, being stupid. <laughs> um, because the blind faith, it was actually a clear instruction from Jesus to go do this. Yeah. So if you have a clear instruction from Jesus to do something, you better do it. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. And so I think what Jesus is getting at, and I think ultimately where we are in situations that we're facing is like, yeah, if, if Jesus, if God is telling you, if you, the Holy Spirit is moving in your life and is saying, you need to go do this, I will provide, Mm -hmm. then go do it. Yes. God will provide. Right. Yeah. And if there is a situation where, you know, you're getting ready for college, maybe a job change, maybe um, you're considering your family moving, you know, these big, big decisions or even small decisions. I think we often only think about this in big things, right? It's small things too. And and God is saying, make this happen. God is calling you to make this happen and, and is helping you prepare or whatever. And you start moving things in that direction, you start preparing and, and God provides in coordination with that, then that's what you're called to do. Yeah. But then there's other times where you need to plan. So yeah. before you quit your job, before you start your new business, mm-hmm. maybe you need to do a little bit more work preparation. And that is actually a biblical thing to do, mm-hmm. to prepare, to plan, to think, 
to come up with all the different possibilities of what would happen. Because, uh, you know, there's stories in the Bible that are descriptive, right? Mm-hmm. We, if you ever study the Bible, you hear this language. There's descriptive stories and prescriptive. Mm-hmm. Just because something happened in the Bible doesn't mean you have to do the same thing. That's right. And this is a great example of that. The example that I would always hear um, with my Bible teachers in seminary is like, it might have been really great for David to worship naked, but that doesn't mean that you have to. <laughs> it's, descriptive. it's descriptive. That's what he did, yeah. but it's not prescriptive. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you, you have, have to. to. Yeah. And it's very clear here because in Jesus, in one instance says, don't pack your bags. Mm-hmm. And in another instance says, pack your bags. Yeah. So it's situation dependent. It's what the instruction is from Jesus himself. So I just want to encourage you, if you are thinking about a big decision, mm-hmm. we have to make these big decisions yeah. in our life. Do I quit my job? Do I start the business? Do I move? Do I marry this person? Mm-hmm. Do I break up with this person? Which college do I go to? Do I move out of state? All of these things, these huge looming decisions, it is not unbiblical or unfaithful to plan and prepare. Right. Although it might be in faith that you do need to. Go and do those things without planning, and people think you're crazy. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit of both. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing, the thing that I would really, as we dive in to make this super, you know, applicable in the ten thousand minutes of our life, is the main thing is that God is calling us to do things. Yeah, and it's so easy to be like, okay, well, this makes financial sense. Mm-hmm. This makes you know good sense for my family. This it feels good. Yeah, and then we get down the road and we've already made the decision, and then we're like, oh. What, what does God maybe think about this? Yeah. And I think this is a great reminder yeah, in either true. situation of just saying, as you're, as you're even coming up on a decision, as a decision is looming in the future, begin praying, begin seeking God's will in that. Yes. Begin um, times of reflection and, and scripture reading, yep. time with other Christians and believers, and, and seek to determine what God's call is, what God is leading you to. Yep before you even get to that decision moment. So. That's, that's right. Seek first his kingdom and his mm-hmm. righteousness and all these things will be added. So have you asked God first? Have you spent intentional time in prayer? Have you spent time with godly people yeah. asking them to confirm what you think God is telling you to do? Mm-hmm. Because if all the godly people in your life who are praying about it with you say, yeah. no, that's I don't think that's what God is saying, then maybe it's not what God is saying. Right. Um, I, I think of another example in the Bible, like they always brought the Ark of the Covenant before them into war and they mm-hmm. won battle after battle after yeah. battle when God was leading Joshua and, and the Israelites into battle and they won and they won and they won. And then in the beginning of the book of Samuel, <laughs> you know, there's yeah. this war with the Philistines coming up and before ever talking to God, the Israelites just go grab the Ark and they're like, we got this, we're going to win. <laughs> and it's a crazy story in First Samuel 4 because even... Um, the Philistines are terrified. Oh my gosh, here's this Ark of the Covenant, this, you know, face-melting power. A lot of Indiana Jones references this today. Is, yeah, two yeah. for today. <laughs> that, oh my gosh, we're going to be destroyed. Yeah, heard, They're they terrified. They the people that the Israelites have gone out and, and conquered, yeah. And the Israelites just get destroyed. Yeah. Blasted, complete loss. The Philistines capture the Ark. And the Israelites are left thinking, oh my gosh, didn't we act in faith? We went mm-hmm. out there... And we did what we were supposed to do, right? We just left it all behind and we were going to win this battle because God's going to win the battle. And they lost. Yeah. Because it's not, okay, I mean, in that instance, but it, it, they were like, because you could look at that and like, well, weren't they acting in faith? God had blessed in the past by these people stepping out in faith and here they lose. Yeah. But they weren't walking in faith with God. They were walking in their own plans. 
Yeah, I think it's really easy to convince ourselves, like, if something is good and uh, we've been following God, that God, like, automatically is like, yeah, that's great. Yeah. That we get down the road, we make that decision, and then we, like, look back for, like, God's past approval. Or, like, that we think we just have God's approval. Yep. And in that situation and in many situations in our lives, we, we realize, oh, maybe this wasn't what I was supposed to do. Right. Or, you know, I needed to consult God on the front end instead of looking for. Um, yep. Yeah. I'm trying to think of it. It's, 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 they always say it's better to say, um, ask for um, an apology instead of. Ask for forgiveness. There you go. Thank you. I couldn't <laughs> think of the phrase. Yeah. But that's not what we want to do with God. No. Right? We want to ask not. for God's permission. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. So if I could summarize this. Yeah. Can I? Can I? Absolutely. That faith is risk, but risk is not faith. Mm. So faith may include an element of risk. It does. Stepping out into the unknown, following God. But stepping out into the unknown is not faith. <laughs> Always, right? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So hopefully um, this will help you with the decision you're thinking about. Mm-hmm. And if I can pl- plug our next week's yeah, episode. Absolutely. Could I do that too, Sawyer? Absolutely. It, since we've kind of summarized this one, um, if you notice that Jesus said in this passage in Luke chapter 22 to go out and buy a sword, mm-hmm. buy a weapon. Yeah. So our question was about weapons and about Christians using weapons what, for war, for violence, whatever. So come back next week if you're curious. Can Christians... Fight. Should they carry firearms mm-hmm. or whatever? Um, Is two swords enough? <laughs> I always think that's one of the most interesting passages in the scripture. Jesus is like, we have two. That's great. Good. That's <laughs> We're enough. good. Yeah. We're good with that. So uh, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, like it, send in your questions if you want us to cover anything, and we will be back with you next week as we talk about are two swords enough? <laughs> See you next week, and thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening. This is Sawyer Trapp again, associate pastor here at Arise Church Denver. We want to encourage you to do three things. First is to subscribe, to make sure you're getting the podcast each and every week to help bring God into your 10,000. We'd also love it if you would share this, if you would make this not only a part of your life, but a part of somebody else's. And then finally, if you are benefited by anything that we do, either as a church or on this podcast, we would love it if you would give. You can do that at risedenver.com slash give to continue to support the mission and impact that we're having on this community and then the lives of the people of our church and those discovering us for the first time. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.